Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, one quick item here following up on the Michael Irvin story that we just hit from last week. We were kind of cleaning up some old legal crumbs from last week. Pat McAfee's getting sued. Uh, Michael Irvin is suing Marriott and his accuser that he said or did something inappropriate in the lobby of the Marriott in, uh, in Phoenix. He was moved to a different hotel. A couple people pointing out on the trailer wheel and frame text page that... There were a couple of witnesses in the lobby backing up Irvin's story. So, yes, I did Google. I did not know that. Sorry, texters. Boy, one of them. Oh, one I of thought them you might, had mentioned one, it. No, I didn't mention the two witnesses. Oh. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, no. See, I I knew about the witnesses. My point is that it's still really dumb of Irvin to go out and speak about it publicly. Of course. It was really stupid. Yeah. Like, no matter what is, no matter how clean Irvin may or may not be in any of this, it was really, really dumb to go on the radio and tell people that he didn't remember what he said in the exchange. First, that he didn't remember the exchange at all. And second, that he didn't remember what he said. Because the way the witnesses describe it, they say it couldn't have been anything. Like, I don't I don't know how much they actually heard of the entire conversation. It was really dumb. Yeah. Like, the ag- when you're involved in a legal situation like that, you don't go on a sports radio show and tell guys that you don't actually remember the incident itself. Yep. That was really stupid of Irvin. That was and silly. I like Michael Irvin, but that was dumb of it, him. It was and dumb. he should have known better, yes. The, the, so two, he was, <laughs> the two witnesses back up his version of the story, so there's that. So there was Plus, a, yeah, and it's not like, okay, two witnesses. Ooh, witnesses. I see these are, um, I presume these must just be casual bystanders who know nothing of Michael Irvin and have uh, never, yeah, don't never, uh, don't even know who he is. Just some guy. Yeah. Uh, and I saw it, officer. I'll come up and talk. It was, uh, just don't, don't be an idiot when you're accused of stuff like this. Right, right. That's the lesson. That's and the- I don't know. Like it sounds like, um, as the witnesses say, sh- he shook her hand and then went to his room alone. Um, that uh, basically. The one witness says, uh, or well, Irvin claims he's being railroaded as a victim of cancel culture, um, so he filed this lawsuit. So, I don't know, he may have actually done nothing at all. My point is, don't go blabbing about stuff that you do and do not know when you're being accused of something. Noted, yes. Um, Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes, MVP of the Super Bowl. That You know, it's interesting, He's he's now been a two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time regular season MVP. This is the first time he's done them both in the same year. That doesn't happen very often. Patrick Mahomes has now won a Super Bowl MVP, a regular season MVP, the passing yardage title, and the past uh, touchdown passing title. He had the most touchdown passes. He did all of that this year. All of that he did in 2022. By the way, he did it without 
his most explosive weapon from the last few years, Tyreek Hill. They traded him to Miami. There are only three other quarterbacks that have done all four of those things across the course of their careers. So we'll call it the grand slam of quarterbacking. MVP, Super Bowl MVP, passing yardage, touchdown passes, leading the league. Only three other quarterbacks have accomplished all four of those things in their entire careers. Mahomes did it in 2022. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. by the way, it's Brady, Peyton, and Kurt Warner are the three. Those um are three players. So you're thinking that Pat Mahomes might get into the Hall of Fame. I think Pat Mahomes could retire right yeah. now and go into the Hall of Fame. Oh no, oh yeah, without a doubt. 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's not even a you're not even re I know that you weren't trying to make a big take there or anything, but yeah, you're not even reaching on that take. That's just that's a there might be some. Who, there might be some old school. We should ask McLean. There might be some old school guys who think he only played five years. I mean, you got to play a little longer than yeah, that. Yeah, but he's got two Super Bowl victories and what the, <laughs> all those accolades yeah, that you would just. Read, you and I are in agreement on be, this. Yeah, you know, like Jim Brown played how many seasons? Was it six, seven, whatever it was? Yeah, I'm not sure. Terrell um, Davis is the one I always think of. You know, he had like four good years. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think. Well, Kurt Warner. To be honest with you, I mean, Kurt Warner. Go yeah. look at the back of his football card. He had yeah. like five good years, across, and, and it was spread out. There was a big chasm in the middle where he was backing up Matt Leinart for a couple of years. So, yeah, no, Kurt Warner, I think, is a short-timer guy. But, yes, Mahomes, forget about Hall of Fame. Like, he would go there if he decided to step down today. If you are somebody who hates Tom Brady and hates being bludgeoned over the head with the fact that he's the greatest of all time, even though it's kind of factual right now, it's really tough to dispute, Mahomes is your only hope right now. He is your... He is your greatest hope. If you want to irritate Patriot fans, get Tom Brady off of the uh, off of the you know the, the the goat pedestal. Patrick Mahomes is your only hope right now. I can't think of anybody who's got a resume either early on or late in their careers that that has any sort of shot at Tom Brady right now. You know what? It's good for the game that Pat Mahomes will eventually, as long as he stays healthy, be known as the greatest player. Because honestly. Um, Kind of a kind of embarrassing that football America's biggest game would routinely have a guy who is amongst the least athletic guys in the league as the greatest player of There's all time. There's something to that. I'm yeah, <laughs> something about Tom Brady being the best player who ever played this game. But he's also actually not all that athletic. Right. I feel like it's a bad look for football. Finally, football is coming into its own. Where in, in it's not like Mahomes is a great athlete in terms of like you know he couldn't go out and win a decathlon, but his arm talent is more electric and more impressive than Tom Brady's. His just his overall ability to make the circus throws and all of that, as well as do all the boring stuff well, yeah, um, is just more impressive. It's more impressive and fun to watch than Tom Brady. Tom Brady was just. Uh, Tom Brady was just the the guy that beat you to death um, slowly and methodically versus Pat Mahomes, who will come in with reigning overhand rights uh, on you and crush your nose into smithereens. Yep. Um, the, uh, the localized angle from last night's Super Bowl is that maybe the Texans dodged a bullet by not hiring Jonathan Gannon as their head coach. Now, look, I'm not somebody who's going to – take one bad game by the Philadelphia defense and say that Gannon is a terrible defensive coordinator, but I don't live in Philadelphia. That's precisely what they're doing today. And to be fair to the Philadelphians, they have been on John Gannon, Jonathan Gannon's case for a long, long time. They don't like the bend, but don't break. They don't like that. He doesn't blitz all the time. They, they want to reincarnate buddy Ryan and, and roll with that defense. Here was Angelo Cataldi, our uh, counterpart, uh, 
on WIP, our sister station up in Philadelphia. He's the morning host up there. He's retiring at the end of this week. He's been on WIP forever. Um, he says, number one guy to blame, Jonathan Gannon. Number one we're going to rip is the defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Nick Sirianni, a couple of weeks ago, called this radio program and started reeling off the brilliance of Jonathan Gannon's defense this year. I will predict he's not booked to be on today. Uh I will predict he will not be doing that again in the foreseeable future. Rhea, you saw that, right? Were you pulling your hair out in the fourth quarter as you watched the Chiefs own the Eagles coaching staff. The coaching in the second half of that game was a determining factor, and it began with Jonathan Gannon. There was no question about it. He was owned by Andy Reid. I owned. Ow. Would you see it differently? <laughs> no, I, I, I said it looked like Andy Reid took him over his knee and spanked him at the 50-yard line yeah. the whole what second the half. What the hell was going on with our defensive strategy? There was Was awful. there any? No, Andy. Was just, there any? Andy picked it apart. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I this this is the whole thing. It's that the Eagles had a really good defense this year, and I know that uh, I know a lot of 49ers players were, or Brandon Ayuk and a, a couple other guys were talking about how they felt they were overrated, and the Chiefs are going to tear them apart. Um, I do think that there there were exploitable parts of the Eagles' defense, but it was based much more on their personnel more so than it was on Gannon's play calling. I mean, if anything, I would guess I would guess there are a lot of Eagles fans, even if even as the Eagles were really taking it to the Chiefs in the first half, um, that were probably um, that were probably upset with the Eagles defense for allowing Travis Kelsey to to be as active as he was. Yeah. Well, this is what happens. They they kept they kept Travis Kelsey to not much production in the second half, and what did it do? It opened it the hell up for everybody else, and that's what Gannon was. Gannon had to do as he was trying to disguise his linebackers, who were the weakness of that team. Um, I think that he's still a very very good defensive coordinator. I thought that they uh, they did a hell of a job this year. It's just that it's, at some point you got to say, wow, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are just perfectly matched and kind of a force to be reckoned with right now. To the point where, I, you know what it, part of it is, Sean? A lot of people slept on the Chiefs this year, even as their offense was just as effective as they've ever been, just because it's gotten to that. People are just kind of bored with talking about the Chiefs anymore. It's just, they, don't, they don't realize just how good they are. Yep. Um one more from Cataldi. He takes one more run at Gannon. This is all in the open to his show today. He takes one more run at Jonathan Gannon. Here's the bottom line. You should have had a celebration last night and a parade on Thursday, and you didn't have it. And it's important that fans like you, the leaders of the fan base, identify the problem and, and point it out to everybody. And the problem is Gannon. Make that. Jonathan Gannon blew Super Bowl 57. Jonathan Gannon did it first and foremost. There were others, sure, and we'll get to all them. But I want to start and point the figure right where it belongs. You can't be a defensive coordinator and have people that wide open with the season on the line. Yeah, you can't there's, do it, Jones. There's not a long list of others. No, he's no, the I guy. Is it? I mean, the, he's the guy. He is the guy. Uh, okay, look, Jalen Hurts. 
allowed seven points in that game. Yep. Like, Jalen Hurts allowed seven points in that game. Uh, at the very end of the game, how the hell does Cataldi have the balls to sit up there as a proud Philadelphian and bitch more about his defensive coordinator than he is about the official that called that, called that defensive holding on Bradbury? I mean, the defense ultimately really including James Bradbury playing exactly the same way he did when he got that defensive holding call with two minutes left there. They, they held the Chiefs to a field goal that would have tied the game and would have give, given Jalen Hurts, who apparently is being held harmless for the seven points that he allowed in that game, would have had a chance to go down. And only All they had to do was get into field goal position and kick a field goal. Harder than it sounds because of that weird turf yesterday. Um, that yeah, I just can't. I can't buy that somehow. Jonathan Gannon going up against possibly the greatest quarterback and head coach combo ever, who really took it to that offense for the first first quarter, two and a half quarters of the game. That like he's the sole reason or the biggest reason to blame for the Eagles losing the Super Bowl. Yeah, it feels like there was a lot baked into that was a lot of angst from the season with Gannon. And and I would imagine yeah. Cataldi, as that game, as that second half is ensuing, is thinking about Nick Sirianni giving him the, you know, the what for and the education on how awesome Jonathan Gannon is. You know, like, it, yeah, Cataldi yeah. strikes well, me as someone who doesn't, doesn't like being told what to do or told that he's wrong. <laughs> I feel like Cataldi's kind of crazy if he thinks that Sirianni is going to just back off on his praise for Jonathan Gannon, too. We'll see. Like, this. Does he really think that Sirianni's not going to still say the same nice things about Jonathan Gannon? Yeah. Can you imagine how much Cataldi would crush him for not saying nice things about Jonathan Gannon yeah, after sticking up for him? <laughs> um, a few things that happened uh, during and around the game last night. Did you see um, Philadelphia fans uh, booing? Philadelphia fans in the building booing Dak Prescott when they introduced him as the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner? Yeah, that's acceptable. I, I think yeah, that's uh, that's their yeah. brand. That's I, what they do. I was surprised that people were surprised about that. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. If you're a cowboy and you go into Philadelphia for any reason whatsoever, you're going to get booed, and you know it. You could be you could be saving like you could be saving a Philadelphia toddler from the river, uh, and uh, they would boo you for not doing it quickly enough. Um, was that the real Demar Hamlin that they introduced before the game? Did you see that? They they brought him I'm out on the sold. field. Get yeah. shades on. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's all the evidence we need. Yep. yep. I saw Goodell sitting next to the Kelsey mom and Damar Hamlin okay. next to her. Um, she was talking a lot. I feel like that's probably where the Kelsey's got it. Mm-hmm. I bet their I bet their dad is a super quiet guy. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I know they wrote that. Somebody did an article about their dad the other day. Maybe I'll read it. Okay. But I would guess that the uh, the mom was who they got their personality from because it looked like she was looked like she was entertaining. She's chatty. Roger Goodell. Like she was just uh, just like Travis, just talking nonstop. Yeah, talking a blue streak. Yep. I'm glad you brought up Travis. Um, Travis Kelsey is a wonderful football player. He's really really good. Maybe the greatest tight end of all time. Oh, maybe that's. I said Bob, maybe. Balderdash. I said maybe. Okay. In this conversation. Well, he I is, like guys that at least like a block. block. Yeah, no, I, I got yeah. it. He is number two in receiving yards, catches, and touchdowns in postseason history <laughs> behind, behind Jerry Rice. Not, <laughs> not among tight ends, among pass catchers. That's um, a different era. Is it? It is a different era. Okay, um, but he can. This is this is where he bothers me, and I'm guessing he similarly bothers you, um, dude. There were people picking you guys to win the Super Bowl. He, he, yeah. Multiple times he gets on the mic and says, none of y'all picked us. What are you talking yeah. about? None of y'all picked us. It's, it's silly. 
It's, and Erin Andrews is feeding the beast because she's there doing the interview, and she's like, you know, some were saying it was a rebuilding year in Kansas City. I'm like, who the hell is saying it was a rebuilding year? You traded Tyreek Hill. That's not a rebuilding year. I, you know what? It follows the entire theme of the night. I got annoyed at the beginning. I'm just a crusty old man now. But a lot of the pomp and circumstance of the Super Bowl really starts to annoy me year after year. But at the beginning, of course, you got to watch the montage of all the guys from the Eagles and Chiefs who people told them they couldn't do it, that they'd never amount to anything as they start to oh, show yeah. all the various the various first-round picks from the Chiefs. and the, like I feel like they started with that kernel of an idea for Jalen Hurts, and you're thinking like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a good underdog come-from-behind story or something. But even then, it's like, oh, yeah, you're... You went to Alabama, and <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't need to hear the old story about how all these guys had to prove the whole world wrong. Everybody said they couldn't do it. All right, fine. Uh, did you watch Rihanna at halftime? I did. Um, was I was I the only one who didn't know she was pregnant until like halfway through the I, song? Um, I suspected it at first, uh, yeah, just based on the yeah. outfit. The outfit and the lack of movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she yeah. was kind of just, I yeah. I like. I this is my theory about last night's performance. I thought it was fine enough. I thought she did a good job. I don't know if she was singing live or not, but it sounded good if she was. Um, I, but I feel like uh, I think it was more of the her catalog, like the number of hit songs she has, and the fact that she sang them all. It wasn't like she was trying to bust out half of her new album or anything on right. it. Um, I feel like that's why people were so positive on it. That, as well as, it was it was cool as hell visually. The staging but was incredible. The yeah. suspended platform. Yeah, that was amazing. And then all those freaky hazmat suit people dancing around. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that part of it was really cool. Now that I'm talking my way through it, that was actually, I actually really liked that. I actually appreciated that she didn't bring any other performers on. I don't need to see a big ensemble mishmash of... Aerosmith plus like the youngest pop star plus Run DMZ Run DMZ Run DMC or something. <laughs> Run DMZ was the less popular North Korean version of the band. So, <laughs> um, so I thought I have all their albums. Now that I've talked about it for forty three seconds, I actually thought it was a fantastic, uh, fantastic halftime show. I do think I wish. You know, ideally, in a perfect world, she would have been uh, um, unencumbered by a child, and she could have, like, really busted out and really started dancing. Instead of kind of making it, she looked like she was almost in that uncomfortable, like, holding her kidneys yeah, pregnant yeah. pose as she was dancing all the time. Yep, so, yep. That's the part that it, I was uncomfortable watching her try to dance and keep up with the dance. Yeah, I found it intriguing, to be honest yeah. with you. I'm like, it was intriguing to me. I thought she, I thought it was no, really you're into good. weird stuff. I, yeah. No, I am. That's true. That's true. I have nothing. I, I, lo- I have a, uh, a fetish for <laughs> pregnant women with red robes up on big staging platforms. It really hit me right in the feels, let me tell you. Yeah. All right. I, I, uh, but I feel like there are a lot of people that were kind of afraid of Again, I think they're like, okay, wait a second. Like, am I am I a jerk here if I say that like I prefer my sexy dancers to be uh, uh, like f- female performers to actually be like sexy and dancing and stuff? Like, I, it's cool that she's pregnant. Not get, don't get me wrong. She deserves her like all that. But like, I I thought I was gonna get peak Rihanna. To be here. clear, yeah. that doesn't make you a jerk. 
but that will okay. not stop eight million people from thinking you're from a jerk. thinking you're a jerk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. You, you know, it's the it's uh it's a not, not lowest common denominator, but it's a teach their own kind of thing. It turns you into like the most superficial superficial jerk on earth if you sure. admit that. Like, oh yeah, like like the woman whose sexuality definitely helps her in her career yeah. as a performer. That okay, if it I find her a little less sexual in this version. Oh my God, you monster! Yeah, you horrible, horrible monster. I can live okay. With that. All right, um, hey, Super Bowl odds for next year are already out. The Texans? Disrespect? Oh, my God. We'll discuss it next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a, uh, on a reaction Monday. I got to go back, I guess. We're in a lot of reaction to the halftime show with Rihanna. And some of it is positive. Some of it uh, is, you know, it's not my cup of tea. I changed the channel. There were a couple people texted in on the trailer wheel and frame text page that said yeah. it was a little provocative for me. It wasn't Too sexual, family for friendly. Family yeah. entertainment. There yeah. was, was a lot of grinding going. I did think that as I was enjoying it, um, was I was there, thinking that. I wasn't watching as much of the actual dance. <laughs> Once I realized she was preggers, I'm like, okay. I got a bunch of fluffy hazmat suits dancing around a pregnant lady. I'm just going to kind of look at all the floating stages and everything. And uh, I wasn't too, uh, I, 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 I didn't really uh, pay too much attention to the dancing. I was just kind of listening to music while I was looking at the internet. Um, I think uh, a lot of people pointed out that they weren't hazmat suits, that those were supposed to be sperm. Right. The, uh, is that true? I don't know. It's, that, it's an interesting yeah. physical metaphor because they're all white and she was dressed all in 
red. Um, red yeah. <laughs> and, and pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so oh, okay, I'll go for it. There's that. Guess, yeah. yeah, there's that. Sure. <laughs> there's that. Um, if you want to know where I stand on the provocative nature of the performance, yeah. you can go to my Twitter feed where I tweeted something to the effect of, I like the move where she grabs her butt cheek. I do like that, where she grabs her butt cheek and aims it at the camera. That was what's she do? She's she just she's just and... standing, looking over her shoulder with one hand on her butt cheek, clenching it with yeah. her hand. Yeah, I'm like that's a pretty <laughs> sexy maneuver right there. I'm down with that. Yeah. I don't. There was something about that outfit. My that kids was are in their twenties. I don't care about the provocative nature of it. I don't think that it was the the problem. Was it's she was pregnant enough. That I was more concerned with her just being up on that stage and everything, that floating stage. She was attached by some kind of a safety wire, but there is like that natural protective urge that that kicks in. It's like when you see a pregnant lady in a parking lot. Yeah, you, you know, you cut a wide berth and everything. You just you hold every door and try to stop traffic yourself. I felt that way about her um, because she was pregnant. She was pregnant enough, and then in that that. That outfit didn't look comfortable for a pregnant no, lady. No, no. She should have had some Lululemons on yeah. and, uh, you know, a big Str- frumpy house coat or yeah, something. Yeah, stretch pants and a big hoodie, like a big loose hoodie or something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Did, uh, were the, I wasn't really watching the other stage performers that were up on those elevated stages. Was everybody strapped on to their various stages? They were just they all had strap-ons. You yes, they, they, uh, it was pretty. I believe they all did. Okay. It was um, Rihanna had a strap-on on on as well. No, because there's no way in hell the Super Bowl was going to allow that performance without those people having yeah. like all the dancers having uh, cables. Yeah, yeah. At first, I didn't like that. At first, they were showing close-ups of all those platforms, and it's kind of like, all right, cool, but I can see the guy wires and everything because when you when you when they panned back or when they zoomed back. It did look like they were floating. Yeah. You know, like that part was really cool. That was that was pretty amazing, I thought, from the way they transformed everything visually. And um and they look like hovercrafts. Yeah. Like they were hovering. Yeah. 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 Look cool. Yeah. Space age. It's a little scary though, too. Yeah. I thought there might be a mishap. You know, WWE hasn't always handled those things all that uh, much. Uh no, no, not always. No. Um, what did you think of Chris Stapleton's national anthem? It, that was really good. Yeah. I thought the national. I thought Chris Stapleton was really, really good. Um, I think Sirianni crying was. Oh, I turned. Was, to, I turned to Amy and I said, "Okay, if they lose. We're going to see that again later." It on, was on Twitter. It was, I knew it would become a meme, and that's what took away from it. I felt like they told a nice story beforehand about how Sirianni. I believe what they said was his pregame routine. Or at least something he likes to do is visualize being at the Super Bowl and listening to Whitney Houston's version. Yeah, they did of, say that. Yep, of the national anthem, and that's kind of that's one of the things he does when he visualizes getting to that spot. So it was a very powerful moment for him to be there, listening to as everybody calls uh, Chris Stapleton, uh, this generation's Whitney Houston, and him singing him singing the national anthem he, with tears going down his face. I thought at least a little bit it could have been considered a troll towards the Patriots when um, Malcolm Butler was crying beforehand oh, yeah. and the Eagles throttled them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Could have worked out that way if the Eagles had just simply <laughs> won the game. That's a deep that. troll right there if that were the case. You know what I'm going to do? What if after the game I'm going to troll like, a team that's not even here. <laughs> He would be a legend in Philadelphia forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Until, uh, until they had a couple losing seasons. Then he'd be out on his ass like Doug Peterson. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, the short fuse of Philadelphia. Um, the new odds are out for next season. Uh, so Texans, what, like like 15 to 1 right now? 
I don't know. I mean, zero. Uh, <laughs> he's been large. Uh, the D'Amico Ryan's hired has been hailed as a revelation. It's been largely uh, lauded, but that's not showing yeah. up in the odds quite yet. The Texans was so like twenty to one. They're, they're at the they keep going. Twenty two yeah. to one. Yeah, you're gonna don't don't go in increments of two, please. We've only got a half hour left <laughs> in the show. One hundred fifty to one. Bottom of the league, 150 to one. Bottom of the league. Started at the bottom. Now we're here, Seth. Yes. So what is it? Justin Fields? Is he one above us? Uh, Justin Fields. I don't. I unfortunately don't have the whole. Oh, no, Arizona at 100 to one is the second to the last, I believe. Really? Yeah. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Arizona. That's. You know what? I as much as I love to focus on the disrespect being shown to us, um, man. Imagine having your franchise quarterback in the fold and your second the to guy last. That you gave all that money to yeah. and being second worst odds to win the Super Bowl yep. because nobody knows what the hell's going on with you it's a mess team. it's a mess yeah. um Indianapolis Colts 80 to one they are third from the bottom wait a second wait a second all right I could abide the Texans being low on this list but the Indianapolis Colts who are similarly quarterbackless as the Texans yeah um, for for all intents and purposes, who only just now learned that they have a head football coach, that they are, I guess, on the strength of their running back and some of their defensive players. Yeah. An offensive line that used to be good, but this year sucked. Um, I feel like they should at least be 100 to 1. Okay. Not, 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 they, they shouldn't have twice the twice as good a chance of making to the Super Bowl as the Texans did. The uh, the Texans are at the bottom. Here's what the top looks like. The five teams with odds that are less than 10 to 1. Okay. Counting down. Cincinnati, 9 to 1. San Francisco, 8 to 1. Oh, without D'Amico Ryans. Without D'Amico Ryans, yeah. yeah. Probably would have been the favorite if they still had D'Amico. Um, tied at 7 to 1, Philly and Buffalo. Okay. And Kansas City, the favorite right now at 6 to 1. So... Buffalo and Philadelphia being the same. I have a hard time right now with Buffalo, like, judging them. I can't judge Buffalo's prospects as good this coming year as Philadelphia's because, man, that offense feels like it's just – it's Stefan Diggs getting double teamed and then Josh Allen doing a bunch of stuff, sometimes with his arm but equally as often with his legs and not a whole lot more going on. And the Bills are the cautionary tale, I think, for when you have a defensive-minded head coach that, okay, you got to be sure you got all this. You got a pipeline of offensive coaches because you lose a Brian Dayball, and all of a sudden it doesn't look like Josh Allen is really progressing um, or moving forward at all, or at least the offense is not. Josh Allen was, Josh Allen was fine except for his incredibly curious interceptions. And uh, that, that would make me nervous. If I were a Bills fan, as Josh Allen's salary kicks in and the Bills have yeah. – quite several notable free agents it's um it's going to be hard for them to sustain that over year whereas the eagles i can look at this and yes they spent heavily in the offseason in a lot of ways but i could see them sustaining this more realistically there's always a team that's in this neighborhood before the season or in the offseason that's in this top five top six neighborhood that falls off that's maybe not doesn't fall off to the point where they're picking in the top five but i could easily see buffalo being like an eight and nine or nine and eight football team next year I could I could see that for sure. You like you said yeah. the contract kicks in. Their offense is I mean you you talk about Mahomes as the catalyst for their offense, but Kansas City can still hurt you in a number of ways. Buffalo it's it's not negotiable. They have to have Josh Allen be great in order for them to move the football. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like Kansas City yeah. can at least run the football. They can screen you to death. They they've got yeah. they've got they've they've got decent depth at wide receiver and the best tight end in the league. Um, Buffalo, if Josh Allen's not an A plus, that team is stuck in mud. I think the the thing we've realized this year, or at least teams are starting to realize, uh, is just how valuable wide receivers are. I, and I think, man, I was watching last night, early on when Philadelphia was just cleaning house, and Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and all these other guys are going off, I just kept thinking, man, as, as much activity as there was on the trade market and in free agency and what have you for, for wide receivers as there was in 2022, it's probably going to be insane now, except that, except that I don't think there's going to be as many sellers. Like the, the Titans. Okay, so the Titans got to be sitting there thinking, I, I feel bad for whoever Mike Vrabel was watching the game with last night because I bet Mike Vrabel was just every bit as angry as he was on draft night when he found out that they had traded A.J. Brown away because you watch A.J. Brown, and, man, Jay, there are times in that game where Jalen Hurts just – throws up a prayer and trusts that A.J. Brown is going to track this thing and out-compete everybody for it and pull it down. And I mean, credit Jalen Hurts for, for trusting and understanding exactly how good A.J. Brown is. But man, the Titans really misjudged on Ryan Tannehill by not really appreciating what A.J. Brown did for him. Yeah, so. he, yeah. Brown's Brown is he's something else, man. There's no no question. <laughs> Can you so that's all the Texans have to do is go out and get an AJ Brown. That's it. That's it. They've that's got it. All the draft that's capital it. in the world to go do it. All the right. Bills have the seventh uh, lowest amount of cap space as of right now. Yeah, sixteen the, million over the cap right this now. This may be the part where they look up and go, okay, we missed our window here. We're gonna have to retool and restructure some things around Josh Allen. All right, um, the, uh, the NFL is about to fill one of the remaining two openings. The other one doesn't look like it's close to being filled out. But one thing about all of the openings this time around that has me feeling really good about the direction of the Texans. We'll tell you what that is. We'll talk to the guys on In The Loop. Find out what they've got going on next. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Hey, real quick, it's 944 right now on the nose. Um, 945 Wednesday, big announcement coming relative to this show. Big announcement. So circle 945 Wednesday, and uh, you are going to uh, you're gonna hear big. We're excited about this. Very, very excited. Can't spill the beans, can't even give hints. But 48 hours from now, you'll know. So big announcement coming Wednesday, 945 on the show. When we do it, we'll do it with John Lopez sitting right here so he can react to it on Wednesday. Um, One thing, Seth, with these coaching openings in the NFL 
Indy looks like they're hiring Shane Steichen. If Arizona hires either Mike Kafka or Jonathan Gannon, it could very well be that the Texans may have ended up interviewing four of the candidates who got the five jobs that were open this go-round, which I already feel great that D'Amico Ryans is the head coach here, but to me it's to me it's just one other indicator beyond just hiring D'Amico Ryans and going and creating a Kubshanistan offense for D'Amico Ryans right, with this right. staff. They, they're doing things normally again. Right, they're doing things normally. And I, it, it's funny, I have a hard time, like I hesitate to get too excited about that just because obviously a lot of times, um, you know, following the pack is not always the best or the smartest way to go. But for a team that seems to have prided itself in going outside the box um, at every turn and feeling like it felt like for a while this team thought that as long as you were outside the box, then you were being innovative. And that was a smart thing to do. Where no, 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 no. You should selectively go outside the box. A lot of times the beaten path is beaten for the right reasons. Yeah. But then you got to veer away from it here and there and, and make your own way and be innovative. But you can't be doing it with every damn decision all the time. So, yes, I, um, I actually feel good that at the very least the Texans are operating – uh, it's somewhere the same brain brainwave as a lot of other teams in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what's the what's the variable that's remo- been removed from the equation from the last two coaching searches? Hmm. hmm. Certain bald man. <laughs> Certain the guy who likes to talk about input and output. If your output yeah. exceeds your input, then your upkeep will be your downfall. Right. 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 It's amazing. Like once that variable gets removed, that you start interviewing normal candidates. And granted, the job is better now too, empirically on paper. But it's also a better job too because he's out of the building. <laughs> well, the, he's out of the building, but also I do think part of it is like with or without Jack Easterby or anything else. The the fact of the matter is when you start in on a reset or a tank or whatever it is, um, I the only thing you can predict is that it's going to get sloppy and messy and ugly and awful, and somewhere along the way, it's going to feel like you're not tanking in the right way. So I think that everything gets compounded. You know, it's, it, you're not going to succeed, and then when it feels like you, you can't even not succeed properly, that's when it, it's, um, it's hard to bear. So that's, that's I think, uh, been removed in a lot of ways with also this feeling that now, okay, I think the Texans can be a normal team right now. They don't have to be part of um, a soap opera or a tanking procedure or anything. They can actually start trying to build and get better now. Yep. I'm excited for what the offense could look like next year, especially if they draft a quarterback. Um, and uh, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun. John Lopez jumps in. I know you're excited about the new coaching staff next year on the offensive I side am of the ball. Thrilled. Yes. Uh, about the new coaching staff. Um, I, I mean, this has the makings not to be too over the top and, and caught up in the moment of being a real, like a real who's who almost, uh, of, uh, the coaching staff, up and comers. Yeah, yeah. Of rising stars, uh, if you will. And, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by your big announcement on Wednesday. Yeah. 945. I yeah. can't give up much on it. Amy pregnant. Uh, no, no, that's that's not that's, my announcement. It's that's about what I was the show. Bet on. Yeah, it's about the show. Well, that would Amy be awkward. Don't, but after the show last night, Amy realized that you don't have to give up your life when you're pregnant. If Rihanna, can my get God, up there that was and, awesome. Yeah, and sing and dance at the Super Bowl. So can Amy. So Sean and Amy are going to go for it. 
Yeah. She's going to she's going to quit her job as a teacher and become a pregnant singer. She's right, <laughs> right. With hopes that she's going to play the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> so you give Rihanna a, a high grade, John. Oh man, I was uh I was very very impressed. I think halftime shows have been on a great run. Remember when we used to talk about, oh, they don't want to do the halftime show, people are going to criticize. Well, it was on a run for a while where they were picking like it felt like they were picking like the Billboard off of the Billboard charts from like 1974. The Who Rolling Stones. Well, the Rolling Stones were decent at that time, but yeah, still. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now they're on a big roll. I, I enjoyed that. Was last Let's year see. the one uh, where they had all the different hip hop acts in LA? That was yeah. the, that was last yeah, year. Last that was year. good. I enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, last year they had Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and uh Kendrick Lamar. That was fun. Yeah. The year before was the weekend. Um, I thought that one was kind of weird. Uh, it was a good Shakira. performance. What's that? It was a good performance, but yeah. Uh, the year before, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. I can get with that. Mm-hmm. I don't before, even... Oh, no. Remember? Okay, Maroon 5. All right. Whenever your current st- golden age of halftime shows began, it had to be the year after Maroon 5. Remember, it, had, it was just Adam Levine up there shirtless. Travis with, Scott uh, was there. Travis Scott, big boy, and the Georgia State University marching band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's who, been good. Who did we get when it was? Oh, here was Lady Gaga, right? Yes. Yeah, that one was one of the good. better ones. She yeah. came down from the ceiling and everything. Yeah, 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 one of the better ones. Yeah, that was pretty. good. Year before that was Coldplay. I'd say they're uh, they're alternating years now. Yeah, like Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Coldplay was a, a a bold move in terms of not being bold at all. <laughs> um, they're like, hey, here's how many. Here's a band that I don't think anybody actually really likes, uh, but they like a couple of their songs. Let's bring these guys out. Yeah, and 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 plant. We'll plant uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's husband down on a piano. It'll be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where are you on the penalty that essentially sewed up the game for the Chiefs? That's a tough one, but I... Well, you're going to have to answer about it today. I will answer Sean Pendergast. I don't think they should have called it. I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. It was situational. It was the only defensive holding call all day. Uh, and the situation just didn't call for And there were times where they were letting him play. You could see downfield. Yeah, yeah. There was holding. I mean... it was. I thought yesterday's game was about as good start to finish from the anthem to the post game as we could have, and then there was that one little thing that just like, dang it. Yeah, the ending of the yeah. game. Yeah, yes. yeah. Just dang it. Why? Yeah. Why'd they do that? I don't know where Seth stands on this, but you know the whole thing about they hold every play. They do. They, 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 they do. do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like in real time it didn't impede him at all. I thought that Pat Mahomes kind of forced the issue by throwing an errant pass that looks like, okay, maybe it looked like you could have gotten there if uh, if he hadn't been held. So um, I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. I did some deep dive research while mm. you were having your conversation. Um, this is what happened. <laughs> now I remember. That was okay. quick. 40 seconds, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thanks to Houston. Remember when Janet Jackson showed her nipple in Houston yeah. because yeah. Justin Timberlake basically uh, defiled her. Yeah. That's when the NFL said, whoa, 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 okay, we got to back off. They went Paul McCartney, then the Rolling Stones, which uh, the Rolling Stones can still move around and everything. Yeah, they were okay. They They can still sing. And I'm a fan. Um, Year after that, Prince, still sexy, but the consummate professional. Prince isn't going to do any. Like, Prince is always known as, like, the consummate professional when it came to his actual performances. He wasn't going to spring anything on the NFL. Um, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Right. 
then Bruce Springsteen, yeah. then The Who. Dude, that's Man. a great take. That was a great Dude. quick deep dive you did I mean, there. It's like Woodstock. That almost. was a that's a it great was, point. It was like a Woodstock reunion <laughs> for 30 years later. Yeah. <laughs> now the Grateful Dead. <laughs> uh, I would imagine pretty much wall-to-wall Super Bowl going on today. Wall-to-wall sure. Super Bowl, wall-to-wall Texans and their coaching staff. Um, and I cried three times this weekend. You did? I oh, cried wow. three three, three separate things? Three the same separate thing? things. Okay. I, I, I don't this know. This ends up being some barbecue pit No, no, no. I, I you legit, in the shower? I legit okay. cried three times. Okay. And I need to ask the loopholes and, and Landry and Figgy if that means I'm soft or just that's the way it is. Depends on what it was for. I yeah. can't wait to hear this. All right, good stuff. Uh, John Lopez, Landry Locker, Figgy Fig, they are up next. They are in the loop. Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. I got three to one that it involves Nick Sirianni at some point. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, we're done. We're out of time. We'll be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Antibodies to you. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.